0: Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good morning, everyone. I almost said good afternoon. Good morning, everyone. It is Wednesday, February the 7th, 2024. It is currently 11.50 a.m. Central Time, and I am coming to you live from the Theology Central studio Located right here in Abilene, Texas. And I will be leaving this studio. I will be leaving this house sometime this evening, right? Around, maybe, I don't know, sometime after 6 p.m. Central Time. I will get in my car and I will start driving towards Ovalo, Texas, where Victory Baptist Church is located. And as I drive to Victory Baptist Church located in Ovalo, Texas, I'm going to drive past a number of churches, very large churches with large buildings. And whenever I drive past those churches and I see the large building, at least sometimes I tend to think, I wonder how much that building cost costs to build. I wonder how much it costs to just build it. I wonder how much it costs to just maintain it. I wonder how much it costs for the insurance on it. I wonder how much it costs and I and I just start thinking about how much money has to be brought in per month, per year just to maintain the building. Like if they don't bring in a certain amount of money, they they can't maintain the building. They're going to lose the building. They can't either pay the mortgage. They can't keep it. Uh, pay the upkeep. They can't pay the insurance. Whatever the case may be, they can't pay all the bills to just keep the lights on and heat and electricity and everything else. Maybe a cleaning staff. All the things that are required just to keep the building operating. The Making sure the the every, everything around the building is taken care of. And now I, I may look and see their sign in front of the bill. I'm like, I wonder how much that sign cost and I wonder how much that costs and, and that cost and that cost and and I'm always like wow I, I can't and I always try to put myself in the situation of being a pastor of that kind of church and I sit there and I always think i wonder I wonder what you would have to do just to make sure you're bringing in enough money because if you don't bring in enough money, well one you may be fired okay but even if they don't fire you even if they don't use it what what whatever word they use even if they get rid of you, whoever steps into that role, one of their major factors they are one of the major things they have to be concerned with is bringing in enough money. Look, even before you start worrying about salaries, even if you worry about any having a staff, even if you worry about curriculum and, and, and broadcasting and, and marketing and advertising, or if you want to call it evangelism, whatever, however you want to classify it, even before you get to any of those things, you've got to figure out we need a certain amount of money to come into this building. Through either online giving or physical donations, we need this amount of money just, and I'm going to stress that, just to pay for the physical building. Now, I would challenge you. Most churches, you get your financial statement. many churches do business meetings and they do a lot of these types of things. And even if they don't, there's usually some type of a financial statement that's given to all of the members. I want you the next time you get one and if you don't have one, you should ask, most churches will will give you one, you know relatively easy. I want you to just look at how much money comes into your church per month or per year, right? Look at that amount of money. Look at it. And then look at exactly how much money goes just to a physical building. How much it goes to maintain it to keep it operating, to keep it functioning, to make sure it has power, electricity, water. Just try to take and just and just ask yourself that much money for a physical building. And then you could ask yourself, how frequently do you use that physical building? What is the physical building actually being used for? And what are you actually getting from showing up at that building? Now, I, I drive past some church buildings that typically are empty most of the week. They're not really being utilized most of the week, right? Some, and some churches, that don't even have a Sunday night service. Some churches barely even have a Wednesday night service. Some churches forego a service so that they can have small groups which actually meet somewhere other than the building. So you're paying all this money for the building and what is it actually being used for? And then here's even a, 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 a more important question. When people actually show up, they actually pull up in the parking lot, get out of their car, walk into the building, sit in the chairs, the pew, whatever you have to sit on, and when the sermon is over, when the church service is over, and they leave, what was accomplished during that hour or two hours? Does it reach? Is is it? Does it reach a level of the, considering how much money it costs? to maintain the building? In other words, what you're getting from it, does it really equal the amount of money going into it? I mean, does the cost equal the benefit? Does the, I mean, you're going in there and, and obviously you're going probably to hear a sermon or to sing some songs. When you get there, I mean, considering how much money goes into that building, you're like, wow, that it's worth it, right? It's worth it. It's actually worth spending that much money to maintain this building, considering how much we get from it. But according to most studies, what is preached in that church on Sunday is forgotten by Wednesday. Completely, probably not, almost none of it's left by the following Sunday. So if people go to church, it costs. X amount of money to maintain the building. And they're not even really remembering the sermon the next week. Was it really worth all of the money that goes into maintaining it? Now, we, I've asked this question countless times on this podcast. I have. And I, and, and I, I am by no means calling into question uh, the church or the importance of the church. I'm not calling into question of that. But I'm trying to get us to think about it because I think it's a reasonable question. Does the cost justify, uh, do the benefits justify the cost? Are you oh, When it comes to the benefits you're gaining from it, what you're really getting from it, does that really justify the cost? Or, or are you saying, well, you know, considering how much I'm getting from this, it's, you know, it, it's definitely worth the cost. But sometimes I question it. Sometimes I'll listen to sermons and I'm like, that's it? I, I used to, and, and I know this is going to sound, you know, judgmental and fleshly, but I'm just going to be honest with you. I used to, when I was in when I was in the United States military and I attended church in Bellevue, Nebraska, Bellevue, Nebraska, the Wednesday night service was nothing more than maybe a 15, and I, I know I'm going to say this and it's going to sound in a fleshly way, but I'm just being honest with you. About a 15-minute devotional. We met down. We didn't even meet in the sanctuary because there wasn't even enough people there to really be in the sanctuary. You were kind of in a semicircle downstairs in the quote unquote fellowship hall. You got about a 15-minute devotional. And I'm talking about a 15-minute devotional. There was really nothing of sus substance of the teaching. And then you went around the room. Around the semicircle, and everyone gave prayer requests. Yeah, I know this person at work, and they're having some financial problems, and uh, I'll pray for you know John. He's he, he's going to have back surgery, and you just everyone throws out their request. Sometimes you would just pray right there. They would have certain people pray. Sometimes you may break off into different groups. You know, the men go here, or the women go here, and then you pray, and then you go home. Now, I'm going to be very, very, very honest with you. At that point, I was in the United States military, so I've worked all day. I come home, and then it's like, okay, it's Wednesday night. All right, let's go to church. Now, I never—I always attended. I always attended. But sometimes driving there, I'm like, is it worth it? I'm just going to go in and get a 15-minute devotional. I probably could have got more teaching just listening to a sermon or listening to Christian radio on the way to the church building. And then there, and then, and and I hate to say, it, but many of the prayer requests is just were just basic, you know, just everyone throwing out names of people that you know nobody even knows, or nobody in the church knows. In most cases, it's not even church; it's people that other people know. And in in many cases, it's pretty basic stuff, you know. Now, sometimes they're very serious prayer requests, but those prayer requests could have been just you know sent to everyone via email, or you someone could have called. I mean, there would have been n- numerous of ways to communicate said prayer request. So. I, I just kind of was like, uh, is it why are we driving all the way here for this? Now the reason i've 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 asked this this whole cost benefit kind of thing. I've raised this question over and over and over because I just sometimes am blown away by how much money is spent not to get the message out, not even for the staff. Not even for material for the staff in sermon prep. It's literally just to maintain a physical building. Just to maintain a building. Well, guess what? When you don't get the money, the building goes away. And that's the case in a news article that is currently showing up at the Christian Post. I want you to hear this. This was published yesterday, February the 6th, 2024. Headline. Willow Creek. Now, Willow Creek. If you, I'm just before I even read the rest of the head, headline, Willow Creek Church. You have to know a little bit about Willow Creek Church, right? At its pinnacle in the late 20th and early 21st centuries, Willow Creek Church was considered one of the largest and most influential megachurches in the United States. It had a profound impact on the way many churches approached worship, discipleship, and evangelism, inspiring a shift towards seeker-sensitive services that aimed to make church more accessible and appealing to those who were not already part of a church community. Willow Creek was the church. It was influencing most of American evangelicalism. It was either influencing the church to go along with it, or it was influencing many in the church to fight against it. But either way, its influence was felt. Willow Creek was the church. Well, now back to the news story. Willow Creek announces shuddering of the Chicago campus. Willow Creek is announcing they are shutting, they're shutting down the uh, Chicago campus. Here's a little bit of the story. Citing, now you ready for this? An unsustainable financial scenario. Citing an unsustainable financial scenario, Willow Creek community... Church senior pastor has announced the shuttering of the multi campus megachurch's downtown Chicago campus. The campus has shown much promise over the years, he said. But as the church and city went through significant changes, paying the mortgage on property acquired by the congregation on State Street in 2018 became A challenge. They couldn't pay the mortgage. They couldn't pay the mortgage. For years, they, uh, that campus, met in a rented theater after a successful capital campaign. So then they had to have an entire campaign to raise money. They opened their doors in a new current facility on State Street back in April of 2018. So, so after raising all of this money in 2018, they they get a building, and now here in 2024 they're going to shut it down. So they spent they do an entire campaign to raise money to get a building, and now they're already shutting it down. At that, and at that time, we had pledges to fund almost the entirety of its purpose, a purchase with a plan to carry a responsible level of debt in line with the size and budget level uh, of the campus at that time. Right, so they were going to be in debt a little bit, but since 2018, Willow uh, at Large in Chicago went through some pretty significant changes. And while Chicago was a growing congregation, we were faced with an unsustainable financial scenario. So the church was actually growing, but they did not have the ability to pay the mortgage. Now I want you to hear that growing congregation. But hey, 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 sorry, we gotta go because we can't pay the bills. I I, I have to continue to ask this question and I don't care how many times people get upset with me being repetitive, but I'm going to repeat this to really drive this point home. You go to a church, how much money is going to that building? Just just the next time you get out of your car, just go touch the building. Just go touch it and just think about how much money is going for that, that brick mortar aluminum, steel, glass, just the physical location. And then just look, I want you to really ask yourself, what are you gaining from being there? Now, I know this is, I know I'm not supposed to ask these questions. I know we're not supposed to look at church through a cost-benefit analysis. I know we're not supposed to do that. I I know that's not the way we're supposed to think. I know that. But I can't help in thinking that way. I, I've been thinking this way for so many years. I, 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 I very, very early on, I would just think, all oh, this money goes to a building and the building basically sits empty most of the week. And then churches would cancel services. Well, we don't have enough people for a Sunday night service. So you're going to cancel services Sunday night. So the building is just sitting there empty. And then many of those churches who cancel a service, they don't even bother to find a different way to then get the message out, right? They're like, well, no, no church Sunday night. Okay. Well, then turn on a microphone somewhere. But they don't even want, they won't even do that. So then, so then like, I don't get it. And I'm just thinking if you, if now, I, now I'm, I'm just, just throwing this out there. If you took all of that money, all of that money, that goes into a building, what could be done with that money? Now, this is not one of the situations where I'm saying, you know, you should be feeding the poor. I'm not, there's nothing, I'm, I'm not going in that direction. I'm just saying, what could be done as far as preaching and teaching and, and other ways of actually getting things to the people that could be beneficial? Now, I, w- I was looking at the comments of this news article. You can go read the whole news article. I mean, the point is, they, they just they don't have the money. They just don't have the money. And in February, I think 24th, or, or yeah, the last the last service in the building will be on February the 24th. Then I guess it's going to be they have to try to sell the building. Who knows how that's all going to go. Probably all kinds of, of issues. Uh, so then, you know, some people start criticizing it, you know, and but then someone... Um, and then someone posted this, and, I, and this was 14 hours ago. Someone posted this. I feel sorry for new church starts, maybe not mega megachurches. Uh, but then they said, how much did Willow Creek spend on salaries? And then they say, building costs are just ridiculous. My own church is fully paid for, but just the maintenance costs are huge. I can't imagine what maintenance and a mortgage would be like. I'm aware of mainstream denominational urban churches that host multiple ethnic congregation. It's a beautiful thing. It might be 10 church, churches meeting in one building, a couple at any given time. Now, other people have other ways of judging it, but there's someone looking at it just from like, hey, it, their church, just to, just to maintain it, they say the cost is huge. Now, he doesn't give actual numbers in that comment. I almost want that person to, to provide the numbers because I want to see the numbers, now, as far as my church is concerned, we don't have a mortgage. We don't have any payment on, on the building itself. We, we, I mean, we, we, we ha- we own, I mean we're, we're good to go. We have no debt, zero debt. We have nothing. So just for us, it's the electric. <laughs> it's the internet so that we can live stream and just the electricity with heat and air. That is is really our our major cost. Now, there's things we still need to do to the building, right? Like, you know, if we could have a paved parking lot instead of it's just gravel. If we could like, you know, maybe take the whole building and put metal siding on it, right? At least repaint it. You know, there's always things we need to do. There's always but just that cost would just be, you know, it would be, it would be crazy to start trying to make some of those improvements. So that that you know some of those improvements we can't even make cuz we don't even have the money. But even then, I look at it, and I'm like, okay, the the amount of money it takes just to pay the bills. If none of that money was going to just pay the bills, well then uh, what that money could be used in so many other different ways. So uh, uh, I guess there's a couple of lessons from this. This is so important. If a church, th- this is just—I know people. I, nobody wants to ever. I know. I, I know everyone knows it. Well, I think. I think in some ways, church members know this. They may not ever want to talk about it, but church members do know it. I do know the church. Look, church members may never want to say this because it comes across fleshly. But church members do know this, and I know they know this, because whenever they get mad or frustrated or irritated or things are not going their way, I think they know very much how much they give. And I think in some ways, if they give a lot, they feel that places them in a position to say, hey, we're leaving. And they know that that's going to be a financial hit to the church. Now, they may not say it, but you can almost know that they know it they know it and that i i that i hate when i hate that but it's just the reality if you give a lot you know that the church needs you and in many cases you may feel like that they need you more than you need it <laughs> which that 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 creates some major balance and a ba- uh, major balance issues it creates an imbalance in the situation but I don't think people like to necessarily talk about it or think about it. But here's the reality every ministry, whether physical location or online, no money, no ministry. No money, no ministry. I loathe that reality. I hate that reality. I like. I, I know sometimes people in the world they think the church is just about money. The church is just about money. The church is always asking about my. I and I understand the churches need to be better at the way they approach it. But at the same time, I I don't know what how people. You know, I sometimes I'll see sometimes I'll see on social media it'll be maybe uh Pandora or Spotify or it'll be or it could be Netflix who knows it could be it could be any streaming service and basically you'll have people under there acting like I don't know why I have to pay for this this is just ridiculous I have to pay to hear music why why do you have you know why do I have to listen to all these commercials on the Pandora free uh, you know uh the Pandora free level or the Spotify free level why do I have to pay to get the commercial free this is ridiculous music should just be for free and you're like so every, all, you should just have all of this content. And it should just be free. You shouldn't have to pay for Netflix. You shouldn't have to pay for music because everyone should just be out there making all the movies and all the music. And someone should build this entire platform where you have an app. So you'll be able to listen to everything and it should just be absolutely free for you. Isn't that that wonder? So people have this mentality. I'm not saying most people, but a lot of people do. And I think when it comes to ministry, there is a lot of just like, give me, 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 give me. And not realize, well, that's taking money. So, but guess what? If you don't have it, it goes away. Willow Creek. I mean, who would have ever thought anything from Willow Creek would ever shut down? Who would think? But listen, listen, I'll, I'm, I'm going to do a, a probably a podcast on this one. Because this one I want to focus on specifically well, the, the numbers and, and, and money. But um, I'm going to see if I can find this article because I saved it because uh, we're definitely gonna talk about this one. This one is crazy. The United Church of Christ lost over 286,000 members in the last decade. United Church of Christ lost over 286,000 members and 550 churches in the last decade. That's, and in fact, let me read the article itself. This is just to me crazy. the uh, The United uh, the United Church of Christ declined by over two hundred eighty six thousand members from twenty uh, twelve to twenty twenty two, according to recent denominations. Um, to, uh, according to recent statistics, um, a recent report um, basically found that t- uh, from twenty twelve to twenty twenty two, the denomination experienced a net loss of two hundred eighty six thousand six hundred ten members and five hundred and fifty one. Congregations. Churches just shut down. They just closed. Gone. Gone. Now you can sit there and we can make all kinds of reasons, but that happens. And why in many cases, you know why the churches don't last? Because they can't pay the bills. They can't pay the bills. whatever ministry, it's gone. So then here's the question then. So, so on one hand, I, I guess that's the first major principle. That's the first major principle is money is required. I know it's, it's, a, it's a basic one, but it's something that I think we all forget. We all forget. And then number two, this is very important. Do you believe that the cost to maintain a building do you think it's worth it? Do you think the cost really equals the benefit one gains from a physical location in a physical building? Now, I know people can say, oh, we need the physical location because we need community and we need to see people and we need to meet people. And we need to hug them, and we need to shake their hands, and we need to be around them because you know that's that's absolutely essential to Christianity. We need community, community. I look, I, I'm I'm not here to get into a theological argument about that, but I think in many cases that sounds to me more marketing than it is. I don't know factual. I, again, my my greatest moment, my greatest. I've said it so many times, and I've even asked people here on this podcast, and almost every single time I've been shocked to say that most people's spiritual growth, most people's greatest amount of learning happened outside of their local church. You know, podcasts, sermons online, books, all these other things. Now, those other things are, of course, produced by ministries, but I'm talking about most people did not find that they grew the most because of their local church. So then yeah, then how much is the church really worth? Now I, I I again I've seen a I've seen a lot of it lately where churches are really like, they're no longer marketing, hey, you need the church for teaching. Hey, you need the church to learn doctrine, theology, and church history. Now I'm seeing much more a, a, a emphasis that you need the church because you don't want to do life alone. That's a big marketing campaign to a big charismatic church here in the local area. They got billboards around the city. Don't do life alone. Well, because you need to come to church so that you can you know drink coffee and eat donuts and talk about the weather. You need the church to provide you, you know, a, you know, activities so you can hang out with people. Now I know a lot of people would say that's essential. I, I call that a greatly into question. I mean, the Apostle Paul told the people at Corinth, "Don't you have homes to go eat in? You come here for something different." But I, I, I digress. But the point is, I think it's become more marketing that we need the church, and in and and really in many ways. Didn't the church in and of itself undermine the significance of the building when they started promoting small groups, small groups, small groups, small groups, small groups, small groups, small groups? groups. Listen to any church when they're getting ready to start a new year of small groups. Listen to that sermon. Small groups are essential to your spiritual growth. There's things we cannot do from the pulpit, but in the small group, you can have community. you You can share. You can build relationships, and you can dig into the scriptures in a far deeper way than you can from the pulpit. You need to join a small group today. Well, you just undermine the entire reason you have a church other than to form small groups. It's like everyone comes to the, we're going to pay all this money to maintain a building so everyone can come into a building so that they can sign up for small groups so that they can go meet somewhere other than this building. So really you're paying all the money just for people to come and then figure out which group they're in so that they can go meet elsewhere. You're undermining the importance of the building right there. So, number one, we need to remember, hey, no money, no church, no money, no ministry. Number two, I think we need to ask ourselves more. I don't know if it's a principle. It's more just a question. Does the cost, does the benefit equal the cost? Does the benefit justify the cost? Do what you're getting from it justify? It's the question I ask myself. uh, Now, this is a question I always ask myself. Now, my way of thinking is different than most people's way of thinking, but when I when, whenever I'm driving to church, like when I drive to church tonight, now we have, you know, we're, we're like, we're so small that everyone would tell us that we shouldn't even exist, right? We, we should be finished. We should be done from all human perspective. And I understand that. And that's okay. So I know my perspective is ridiculous and is in the minority of the minority of the minority of the minority of the, there's not even, my, we're, we, we would have to grow to just be in the minority. Okay. So, but my perspective is this. When I drive to church tonight and I stand behind that pulpit, I don't think people drove to come to that building so that they can shake hands, talk about the weather, and see how everyone's doing and having a cup of coffee. I believe they drove all the way there to get something of substance in the teaching. So I always have told everyone, the only thing I have to offer you as a church is teaching. So, I'm going to do my very best to try to give the best teaching I can for an hour, hour minimum. Sunday school, an hour. Sunday morning, an hour. Wednesday night, an hour. Sunday night, an hour. Well, uh, Sunday school, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday. One hour of teaching minimum, the end. And I'm not giving anything less than that. Every once in a while, it'll be less depending on what we're covering. Sometimes it will be. But I mean, you're, it's going to be 45 minutes almost without fail, but it's usually an hour plus because. I, and people drove. So if we're going to be here, we're going to do something of substance, right? That's my, that's my way of thinking. Now, I know I may be looking at it in a very fleshly way, but I'm just, it is crazy how much money goes in. I, can't, I would love to get Willow Creek numbers and just see how much money was going to mortgage and main, maintenance and upkeep of the building itself. Forget salaries. I mean, even even in the comment section, someone is already talking about how much just the maintenance and the upkeep of their church, it's huge, was the word they used. Now, some would say, well, are you saying do away with it? I'm not saying do away with physical churches. What I'm trying to say is that maybe we have to find a way to make the physical building worth it. And you say, well, how do you do that? I don't know. Increase the use of it don't cancel services, add services, ensure that, you know, you're actually giving a, a, some substantial level of teaching to make it worth the drive there. And then I guess the, the last point, what does the future look like? What does the future look like? I don't know yet. I know we, we, we went through a, a major transition. Now, now always remember this. The church always reflects the culture at some point, even though church always wants to pretend it doesn't, ah, we're never, the church is always influenced by the culture in which it finds itself. Look at what's happening in culture. There's been this big fight in culture, right? So it already had started a little bit, some people being allowed to work from home, right? Already starting a little bit. Then the pandemic, Blew that up, and every, and then all kinds of jobs that maybe said that they could not allow work from home, all of a sudden found out that they could, they could allow their 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 workers to work from home. They all of a sudden allowed, hey, this is actually possible. And in many cases, they found that the people working home, in many cases, were was was more productive. I'm not saying there's always studies that will contradict that, but there's some studies that would seem to emphasize that. So then people could work from home. Well, then more and more people started doing this. And then when it was time to come back to the office, many of the workers were like, absolutely not, not going ever going back to an office. I'm going to work at home. I'm not going to go back. And there's been this back and forth. And then guess what's happened? Now there's all of these office buildings that are now sitting empty. And this is creating lots of issues in, 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 you know, when it comes to real estate. And what are we going to do with these buildings? Well, because they, some of these companies realize I said I'm paying all this money for these office space, which cost us this much money. We can have the people do the jobs that they're doing in those cubicles from their living room, from their bedroom, from their den, from their study. And we are saving all of this money, so then the companies can like we can save money on, on this overhead. Now the, the the cities maybe are like, wait a minute, we've got we got a problem. Now we have these large buildings that are empty. What are we going to do? And so, what's going to happen to these buildings? Are they going to be torn down? And what's going to happen to them? And who how, and there's going to be someone stuck losing a lot of money because that property is going to plummet in its value. So while all of that's happening in the world, you don't think those same concepts are going to start impacting the church? Now, I know the older generation will push back and are going to be like, no, 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 no. We need a physical building. We need a physical building because that's just the way it's been. But I think there may be a younger generation that comes up going, I don't know, what's the point? Unless churches do a radical transformation and I th- this is where I think the church is going to go. It's going to stop emphasizing teaching. This is, this is just my, this is going to be my view. It's going to stop emphasizing teaching and singing, and it's going to start emphasizing other aspects of showing up. It, you know, uh, interpersonal relationship, face-to-face getting to know people, community. It's going to emphasize that. Hey, you spend all of your life looking at a screen. You spend all of your life looking at technology. Hey, come to church for a personal experience where you can meet people and talk to people and get to know people. And I think churches are going to start developing the emphasis on that and start downplaying the other because you know what? If you have a phone, I mean, just think about this. If you have a phone, my, my drive to my church is about 20 minutes and then about 20 minutes home, that's 40 minutes. I can listen to an, a, not, a, not an entire sermon, I can listen to some sermons, but I can almost listen to an entire sermon just on my drive to church and drive back. I can, so I can listen to a sermon just on the drive there and the drive back. Forget the sermon in the building, just the drive there I can almost listen to a sermon. But just think, it's Wednesday night. Anyone in my church, anyone in my church, right? Anyone who's going to show up tonight, it's Wednesday, 1225 p.m. Central Time. They could right now be grabbing their phone. They could be listening to this. They could be listening to a million other things. There's millions of sermons on the Sermons 2.0 app. The, uh, the Edify Christian podcast app claims to have, what, two million Christian podcasts? I mean, any, uh, they could be listening to sermons. They could be listening to lectures from seminaries, from Bible colleges. We, we're going to be working on Bible geography tonight. They could, they could be listening to uh, who knows how many different things on Bible geography online. They could be uh, downloading books for their Kindle. They don't need me. They don't need me. They they can find preachers who can say things. Look, I did a, a a historical overview of Madame Guyon or Ma, Madame Guion, depending on how you pronounce it, right? Uh, and of, we dealt with some church history that happens in France. Well, they don't need me because guess what? I got some of the names wrong. Francois, I said Francosis or whatever I said when I looked at it, right? I I like I I mispronounced some names and. And I skipped some names because, you know, I, once I realized, hey, I'm not going to, I should have, I should have, I was thinking about the concepts of the history and I was thinking about what the history meant. I should have been thinking about how to say the names, okay? But I'm like, who, who, who knew? Who knew? Okay. But the point is they could find people who could actually speak French and say the names completely accurately. They don't need me. They don't need me. You know that and I know that. So what is the future going to look like? Right? I mean, just think about it. Do you know what your, uh, if your church even has services tonight? Even if, they, even if they even have them. Many don't even have them. But if they do, come on, call your pastor right now and ask him, hey, what's the sermon on? Come on, ask him. Call him. Ask him. Email him. Text him. Hey, what's the sermon tonight? Oh, we're going to be in Matthew 24. Okay. Now it's 12... It's 12:27 p.m. Central Time. I don't know what time zone you're in, but let's say let's just say between 12:30 and 6:30 tonight. How many sermons could you listen to on Matthew 24? How many commentaries could you find online by, by the time you get to church, you could have, and you could be doing other things. You could be driving, you could be doing other things, you, you, whatever. And you could just be listening to sermons in your free time. By the time you even get to the, your evening time, you could have already listened to five sermons on Matthew 24. Why go to church? Why go to what building when you've already, you, you probably could already know more about Matthew 24 than your pastor does. Now, again, in, in the meantime, I think we're going to continue to operate somewhat under the status quo, but I think the future is going to look different. And if congregations, I mean, Willow Creek. <laughs> I, I was like, Willow, Ke- Willow Creek is shuttering a campus? Wow. Right, right here. What, maybe 10 minutes from this studio. Is a large church, the park, the park. It's the South Campus. Way over in the North Side of Town is the park, the North Campus. Multi campus churches. Now, if you saw the building for the park, I cannot even begin to imagine how much money it costs to build all of that. I cannot even begin to imagine just the upkeep and the maintenance. I can't even imagine the amount of money. The North Campus, I don't know how much they're paying for that. Not five minutes, maybe three minutes is a big uh, Nazarene church. That thing is gigantic. It is huge. I can't even imagine how much money it costs them. to. They're probably still paying it. And then if I get on the highway about five minutes from here is a brand new, beautiful building, Church of Christ. Who knows? I, just the property just to buy the property probably co- co- cost them hundreds of thousands of dollars. you take those three buildings and and then if I go on further down on the highway maybe another two or three minutes, uh, there's the river of life that building now it's not new now it's it's been there a while, but I can't even imagine how they're probably still paying on the property you take those those building those those four. I can't even comprehend how much money just goes, forget the staff, just goes into the building. And I hate to say it. But I have I have in my own just just in front of this microphone. I have produced what, I think up to close to 3,000 episodes in a year, in a calendar year before, okay? Don't always maintain that exact level, but I think up to 3,000 one year. Um, I think one year, 2,000. But I I can look at how many episodes of teaching, everything from devotional, news commentary, Bible study, preaching, teaching, pop quizzes, all the variety that I, I can provide. I can provide That much material for probably a fraction of the cost that it takes to just maintain a building. Forget, say they don't even have a mortgage, just the electricity, everything else, just the upkeep, insurance, whatever else they have to do. And if a church has a mortgage, oh, give me a break. In fact, I probably I probably produce far more content for cheaper than it probably costs most churches for their electric bill alone. I probably produce far more content for the for for a cost that's much cheaper than what they pay maybe just for their water bill. Maybe even, maybe, maybe more comparable to their trash pickup. Okay, maybe that's a little too cheap. Okay, but all right. You're talking, I think what, I think we went with the high end and 2023, we were looking at the total cost, you know? Yeah, it, it was, it was what, maybe like a two thousand dollars, maybe a thousand for a year. Like you know, for a year, you're talking like a thousand dollars for a year, two thousand dollars for a year to be able to do every to do. I mean, for like two thousand dollars a year, I could do. I, I, that, that's that's if just just to pay for the broadcasting. Not, nothing, not nothing even extra. Not, not, even, not nothing, just for me. I mean, I'm just saying, just to pay for the the broadcasting, and I it, I, I would have to figure it out again. But it, yeah, it was, it was relative. And I, that was utilizing multiple platforms and doing multiple things. And, we, and we've even lowered the cost for that. So it, it's just like, you have to wrap your mind around that. Someone could literally turn on a microphone and produce 2,000, 3,000 uh, know, episodes, thousands of hours of content. And a church building would be taking all of that money for the building. Now, when you take the building, then you add the staff. All right, now the cost going up. Then you pay for, then you have the maybe internet, this or that or this, just all the, just all the supplies that go into the building, right? You know, you got to have supplies for the bathroom. If you have like a fellowship hall in the kitchen, supplies for that. You got to have, uh, you know, supplies for Sunday school classrooms. You got to have, if you're paying for curri- cu- curriculum, cost alone for some churches are astronomical. Look, look up, like go to Lifeway and look at how much curriculum costs and imagine how much that, how much money would go into curriculum per year for a, 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 a medium-sized church? There, there's some questions we need to ask ourselves. So first, we just have to realize it costs money. Without the money, ministries are going to go bye-bye. And then I want you to just consider, Is the benef- does the benefit equal the cost? Does it justify it? And then three, what is the future? I don't know what the future is going to be. But I, I feel like things are going to change. And I just, to me, the church will always be there. But I think the church is going to become more, more. I, I, look, we, we had this huge fight in the 90s going into the 2000s, the ch- seeker sensitive and the church was turning into fun, food and fellowship and activities. And, we, and there was a pushback. But now, I think the question is going to be, well, it's not so much that we're pushing back against that. It's like, what else do we have to offer? Because anything that we have to offer, the people could get anywhere. So I'll stop right there. I don't know if you can hear that beeping. That's the oven telling me my food is ready. So it's going to burn. And then the house will burn down. And then I'll need money for, well, a physical building, (laughs) a house. All right. There you go. I'd love to get your thoughts. news. IF at yahoo.com. That's news. IF at yahoo.com. Thanks for listening. Love to get your perspective. And hopefully no one will take anything I've said out of its proper context. I'm just offering up some thoughts here. By no means am I diminishing the importance of the church as laid out in Scripture. But let's also remember, for them, the only way to even hear the Word of God was to go to church. They didn't have even access to the Word of God. So, how does, how does the fact that things have so drastically changed, change that? You tell me. Now, if you believe in sacraments, well, then you obviously need the church. Sacramental. you got to go to get the sacraments, right? So, all right. Newsif at yahoo.com. Love to get your thoughts. Everyone have a great day. God bless.